0: Welcome to the LTW Fancast with me, Jacob Basford.
1: And me, Jess Bonyard. Hello, good morning from what is a slightly chilly Wednesday morning. We're recording on a Wednesday, it's cloudy outside, um... But excited to get into it because this week is a rather special week for PWR. So let's crack on. Jacob, how was your week? How was your weekend? What have you been up to?
0: Uh, Hi, Jess. Um, Yeah, my weekend was okay. Uh, Friday night was an interesting one. Obviously, unfortunately, I couldn't make it down to Leicester for the game. because I was doing I had uh, university commitments. Um, But I was keeping an eye on the score. Um, and obviously, you know, we'll, we'll get into the game later, you know, disappointing results. I thought, oh no. And then I looked at the, at the city Leeds United score and saw we were one nil up away at Leeds. And I thought, ah, that's good. Um, and just for some context for the listeners, I was with my Leeds United supporting girlfriend at the time. And so, yeah, so when, when it turned round that, that Leeds United, uh, then beat city. I was, yeah, that, that was not good. And, um, Kara shout out to Kara. She was, Hmm. How do I put this? Uh, gentle in her celebrations. (laughs) Um, so, um, yeah, that was, that was my Friday night. Um, but no, I've had, I've had a, I've had a good weekend. Uh, obviously watching all the six nations getting lots of, uh uni stuff done, my student paper that I write for the sports section. York Vision that's being um circulated tomorrow morning. Um so I'll be I'll be on campus tomorrow morning to 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 circulate the papers which will be fun and uh yeah that's, that's about it really what what about you Jess? What have you been getting up to? Um
1: I I mean the weekend was a bit mad for me to be honest. Um yeah, so I turned out I, I think I've counted it up that me and my dad watched about nine games of rugby from the course of Friday night to Sunday evening. Wow. Uh, so we went to the we went to the Ealing game, um saw that, then um got up very early or was it early Friday morning? No, I'm going back a day. So got up Friday morning. Very early Friday at about six o'clock, watched the first of the Super Rugby games, which was Crusaders.
0: Ah, yes. yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Four Crusaders uh, lose, but play really well when they've got a squad that is obviously a little bit depleted following World Cup departures. And obviously there's no Will Jordan. Will Jordan's probably out for the season. So that's a bit of a loss. So started Friday morning watching all of the Super Rugby games. I must have watched about four Super Rugby games. It was mad um it was ace i just literally like camped out in front of the tv did a bit of work watched super rugby then got in the car went down to tigers saw the Ealing game then came back home then obviously watched the six nations games then got up uh sunday we went to see the england a portugal game uh at my was woods welford road saw that and then in the car on the way back i had on my phone the france italy game so watched watched that and i we added it all up and i think it was around about like nine games we've seen wow <laughs> it it was brilliant so my my weekend was just like watching rugby um some amazing bits in there and some like not so <laughs> amazing games in there um but it was really good it was a really good weekend of just like watching a ton of games, which was which was really, really nice. So before we get into the rest of the pod, we're going to kind of run you through what we're going to go through just so you've got an idea of what's coming up on this week's Listen. So we're going to go through the game review of the Ealing game, but we're going to be concise. We've got a few talking points, but we're not going to flog a dead horse. The game has been and gone. We're going to review it and then move on and kind of reflect with a bit of a positive mindset and go, let's push on from here. I do want to chat, and I know Jacob wants to chat about attendance. And I've got a few ideas of how the club can do some, I think, relatively cost-effective, like, cross-promotion. So I want to chat through that as well. We've got our usual news stuff. We're going to build up to what is the superpower weekend. Um, So it's a big, big weekend for PWR. Um, we've got a player profile, and we're returning to the backs. And then we're going to give you an update – on what's coming up next for us and our plans for the Six Nations. So we're going to kind of dive into that. So let's crack on and get started. Before we continue with the rest of the podcast, a word of thank you from our sponsors, Leicester Forest Rugby Club. As ever, we are really, really grateful for working with local grassroots clubs, just like Leicester Tigers women's team. We thank Leicester Forest Rugby Club for their ongoing support and all the amazing work they do within women and girls rugby. So a massive, massive thank you um, and kind of hip hip hooraying to Leicester Forest Rugby Club um, who have decided to sponsor us for this season. And I'm really, really excited because they're such a strong grassroots club and we know they've got strong links to Tigers. And for me, it's I'm really, really pleased to be linking with a grassroots club that's so passionate about women and girls rugby and working so hard in the Leicestershire region to help grow the game. And just like the Leicester Tigers women's team I feel it's important for us to build strong connections with the surrounding community so we know you know and I know when I I spoke to Vicky for a previous publication she didn't just want to like pick up and drop a women's team in the middle of Leicestershire without any connection to the outside world. She wanted to help grow women and girls rugby in the surrounding region and then forge stronger pathway links and grow the game and help more people pick up a rugby ball and experience the benefits of it and use the Leicester Tigers women's team, a successful Leicester Tigers women's team to do that. So for us, it feels like we're helping that model. Um, by forging these really, really strong links with Leicester Forest Rugby Club. So we're going to bring you some more info, some insights into the, the rugby club, the strong links they've got with Tigers. But for now, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Leicester Forest Rugby Club, um, for sponsoring us. And we are, I, I'm really, really excited that we, we're we building such strong connections with such a strong community rugby club. So, moving on to our game review. And last Friday, we welcomed uh, Trail Finders down to Mattioli was welford Road for a Friday night kickoff, 7pm. Um, I was there. It was not a great Tigers performance. Let's get that out of the way. Um, I think everyone that watched, and everyone that that played, acknowledged that we have and can play better. Yeah. Um, uh, we had I th- we had and it, highlights probably won't show this but we had a quite good start I think first 10 minutes we had a lot of possession but that possession was mostly in our own 22 and even when we had the possession it felt like we were really just uh, snatching at it it felt panicky even when we had possession and we we were in control it it felt it felt panicky it felt like not smooth and then it kind of we never got back any sense of control after that so there was a lot of drop balls there was a lot a lot a lot of penalties um like bringing up some of the stats we conceded 14 penalties um trail finders conceded eight it was quite a stop and start game um which I don't think helped the enjoyability of the experience But conceding 14 penalties is a massive, massive amount. I don't have any kind of stats for handling errors, but handling errors, I think, were kind of the overarching theme of the night from us, really. We felt a bit panicky in the first 10, even though we had possession. We struggled to do anything with possession because we just felt we were snatching at things. Too eager or too keen to go or being maybe hustled by trailfinders' defence because they mm. they really came out and they really played their best um on the handling like players don't lose the ability to like catch and pass overnight like that just doesn't doesn't go so we don't have like international players who are catching and playing amazing for club and country and then they wake up one day and that ability is gone um i think we just looked a bit and we're going to dig into it in a minute with the the Tom Hudson LTTV interview, um, but I think we just looked a bit a bit tired. Um, but I also want to maybe apologise because it was our thirteenth pod, so I think like maybe we jinxed it. And also, every time I go to was Welford Road, we seem to not put in the best performance. So maybe I'm maybe I'm jinxing. Um, so I'm going to hold my hands up and and apologise. Here. Um, and probably we got maybe we got away with ourselves on the pod as well. We we bigged it up too much. But we were riding the high of those recent performances. And I think this is just a short term blip in what is the trajectory overall of our games has been like massive, massive improvements. We just we just had a bit of a blip night where it, we just didn't maybe prepare or connect with the game in the right way mentally that just meant physically we just were, were a bit off the mark?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think firstly, yes, apologies if any Ealing Trail Finders are listening or listening to our last episode. I think uh, we did get a bit overexcited, especially Jess with her grand school prediction. Um, but uh, no, we we were both a bit, I think... Yes, I, I think if, if any Ealing fans are, are listening, you know, apologies. We were a bit gloaty. I don't think... I think we as a pod were gloaty. I don't, I don't think the team hmm. were. And I know I, I know I Tom said that in, in the interview, that, you know, that it wasn't a case of we expected the win and then when it didn't happen, it sort of all fell apart. I, um, that's what Tom said didn't happen. I think what, what Jess is saying, that didn't seem to happen either. Um, I will also put forward some personal apologies uh, apologies to the team uh, was that my lucky socks, my lucky tiger socks were in the wash. So I wasn't, I wasn't wearing them. It's all
1: Jacob's fault. It's all your fault.
0: (laughs) But my, my track record with lucky socks is, is is not amazing. Um, I was at every pretty much most home games of the 2018, 2019 season when we nearly got relegated and um, you know, my lucky socks didn't have a great track record that season, uh, um, but um...
1: Are, are you sure these are lucky socks? <laughs> are you are you sure? It's you know I don't I don't wish to um, have a go at your your game traditions, but are, these don't these don't feel like very lucky socks now. If you said they were with us in that season where we almost got relegated,
0: you well, caveat emptor. Like they, they were my old. Lucky socks because they uh, got so I bought so I've, I had new ones last year, last uh, Christmas twenty twenty two. Um, shout out to my Sarah. Um, so yeah, I think I think that the track record of the new lucky socks have, have have been better, but um, yeah, I think just going back to to the Ealing game in question, as as obviously Tom was talking about, I don't, I don't think. We, because I I know I I did the tweet where I said like we underestimated Ealing again, and I think that probably was slightly unfair on my part. Um, however, you know, yes, we we knew they were going to bring their kicking game, and just despite that knowledge, we we didn't deal with that in in the best way, which we, which we'll delve more into. Um, I think we were surprised by the ferocity at which they tackled our breakdown. Um, and I think we really, really struggled to cope with that. And I think that meant that, you know, this, our scrum half was always under a lot of pressure passing those balls. That's probably what meant that the, you know, all the passes were quick and rushed. People weren't quite set. And, you know, we, we probably, we just couldn't handle it. And that's that's why these these balls were, were, were being dropped all the time. Um, you know, and, and, and Jess is right. You know, these these good international quality players or, or you know, top quality Domestic level players do not suddenly become poor at handling overnight. It's like with uh, Tigers men at points this season. It's like with England men against Scotland, um, in the Six Nations last Saturday. You know these players can catch. They don't need, they don't need like a a, a handling coach to, to to tell them how to catch a ball. Um, but you know when when you're put under pressure. When, when you're trying to execute these kind of game plans that's when these things come in that's where it can start to fall apart a little bit but uh, I'm just going to go back to, to to you Jess I think um, in terms of perhaps if we go to the LTTV interview specifically like what what did you what did what, what did you make of that that overall I thought it was quite a, a fair video like I could really sense the emotion coming across um but yeah did, did you think it was a, a fair reflection on, on the game?
1: um yeah, so for those who are unaware uh, head coach Tom Hudson did a interview with Tigers after the match. I thought it was a pretty honest reflection um and I thought it was a fair reflection on a possibly a need to review the training program and and schedule up to this date you know it, it has been a, a long-ish season a, a step up from the demands of playing in the championship for some of those players. And it could be we're just not getting that balance right. And, you know, you can compare us with trail finders who are also new in this league and, and they're getting things right. But I think that's also, we can not just look to bridging a gap on field, but also off field as well. You know, the coaches that we've got, this is their first season in the PWR. So they're also learning alongside that. Whereas we've got Giselle Mather over at Ealing who coached Wasp. She's an experienced coach. So she probably brings with her a more in-depth, better knowledge of designing a program around competing in top flight domestic rugby uh, versus our coaches. So this is a, a steep learning curve. And just as much as the players are learning on the pitch, the coaches, management staff will be learning off the pitch as well. Um, so I did like the acknowledgement around maybe it was a, an overtraining um players were like mentally fatigued um and and need to re- need to review the program um i think i think that was a really fair acknowledgement by tom and i really appreciated them them saying that because it's you know it's very easy to look at a team of 15 players and go, well, the players can't catch now and the players are doing this and the players are doing that. But we forget how much work and planning goes into it off pitch as well. And when things go wrong, um, sometimes we need to just reflect off pitch and see if we're getting everything right that we possibly can. Um, I did disagree with Tom at one point when he said that the, he felt the players were out enthused by Trailfinders. I I really disagree in that because I saw a team that never gave up right until the final whistle. So there was um um a rook that that ended the game, it was right in front of me, but we were we were still pushing and fighting right up until the final whistle, right up until the very last second of the game. We never gave up fighting. Things did not go our way. There, I you know, and I suspect overtraining. And, and a bit of mental fatigue is possibly the reason for that. So a right to review the program. I, th- I think Tom is absolutely correct in that. But I, I don't think we were out-enthused. I saw a team that that never gave up, never lost its fighting spirit, never, never gave up, never gave in. Um so I I do disagree because there was enthusiasm there. I just think just playing on just enthusiasm on tired brains more than tired bodies. I think it's a case of tired brains isn't isn't going to get you anywhere. And I think it's going to get you the type of performance that we saw. But I, I also do want to chat about this kind of home away story that's starting to be created around, are we making Mattielli Woods' Welford Road the best, possible environment for those players so that they feel like it's home to them and they're not interlopers in a male club, you know, in the male stadium, because yeah. we've got our wins now away from home, two wins, both of them away from home. And yes, we've put in solid performances at Matthew Lewis Welford Road, but is there more we could do to make the players feel confident, more confident, more more self-assured that Matthew Lewis Welford Road is theirs? Um, and I, I don't know what uh, what we're doing work in the changing room wise, but are we like putting up little temporary pictures to make it feel ours? Are we putting up any slogans? Are we doing any work around like the theming and stuff and, and putting banners around things, the statements that are ours, statements that connect with the players, anything like that to make it feel like when the players go into the changing rooms, it's an environment there for them. Um, you know, I know um Tiger's men do some work when they're traveling to put stuff up to make it feel like this, you know, the away changing room is theirs. Are are we doing the same? Um, you know, is there anything we could do? I know I'm not in control of the changing rooms, but like I think we can't see what's happening there, but but are we doing some of that? And if not, that might help us bridge a bit of a of a gap. That, that helps us make us feel like Matthew Lewood's Welford Road is the place for Leicester Tigers, no matter the team. Here's all of our slogans. Here's the statements that connect to us as players. Here's the statements that connect to us about how we're going to play as a team. Now let's go out there and play. And I think that might just be the next step up we need to take if we're not taking it already.
0: Yeah, I, I, I really agree with that. I think just on a slight digression, the thing is for, for me is that, you know, and 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 tigers have kind of flirted with this in in the past of like having like big slogans up in changing rooms at the training ground and at the in in the actual change room itself, uh in in the Crumbie. I I personally don't think that kind of works and and can be quite soulless, um and not that meaningful. I mean I I I picture sort of you know the massive Saris changing room with like these big words like. Honesty and respect, written in um, big words at, at sort of the at the stone axe, and you know it's um,
1: well. So so words, st- words
0: words that Saracens haven't abided by. Well, we stuff, stuff
1: stuff like that works if you're. Backroom staff, coaches and players are going to connect with it. So words on a wall, when I say words on a wall, I don't just mean words on a wall. It means it's, it's a it's a culture, it's a theming, it's a statement that is brought into by players and staff. Yes,
0: absolutely. And then, yeah. and,
1: then and then it gets put up. So the the, the, the the Saris team environment, they do stuff like theming and they have done stuff like theming around like Wolfpack and all of that stuff really well. That gives you the extra edge sometimes on a match day. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that that we could do that could that could tie in with that that would just it's just all about statements that help help it, help players connect with themselves, connect with the team, connect with the fans and and their purpose. So it's it's unifying. It's not just I, I want to clarify, it's not just words on a wall, because that's an example of that done in a really like shitty way you can put the words on the wall as a reminder but the groundwork has to be there first um so for me it's 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 putting things up that enable the team to feel at home within the changing rooms and connect with their purpose before they go out but the groundwork has to be done first
0: yeah yeah absolutely but i i i i do agree like there is this sense i think that obviously you know obviously playing at materley woods welford rose is is a, it's a huge honor it's so special and i i i don't think that's ever been lost on the girls and i think they they've always been really reflective of that and 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 really proud of that you know i've i've been very very lucky sort of when i was younger 13 14 doing the like when they had like the, the you could you could, at the end of the season you could train at, at tigers for a day you know play on the pitch and you know i had um Dosser Smith take us into the changing rooms and stuff like that was a, that was an awe inspiring moment. And that was just me as a 14 year old boy going on a, going on on, on a training thing that any uh, kid boy or girl can do. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually aware that it is. It's such a, I can't even put into words, like the feelings that, that must be going through when you are putting on that tiger shirt, especially at home when there's no men's fixture beforehand. So I'm assuming you are in that crumby changing room as well. Um but I think the club do need to be doing a lot more to kind of make it feel like like the girls aren't aren't interlopers and you know making it feel like Mattioli Welford Road, Woods Welford Road, sorry, um, is as much as theirs, as is the men's, as is the uh wheelchair team, as is the academy team, as is any team. That is lucky enough to, to to play on that special special pitch.
1: And, I, and um, like I would say, is if you're already doing this as a team, then I would take what snippets and photos you can show us that don't give too much insight. Or you know, obviously the team will want to keep some stuff for themselves. Some some pictures players may put up is really special to them but if you are doing this stuff already to like take charge of the changing room before a fixture then then put it up and and show us our our kit manager Jamie for the men he he takes a photo of the changing rooms before the men are ready to play to go yeah we're set up so if there's something special that's like happening in in the women's changing rooms to make it feel theirs like like show the fans as well 'Cause we we wanna know. We wanna know like the stories behind the teams and the stories behind the players and the stories behind their match preparation. So if you're already doing it, like show us, because we're we're we are sponges wanting to absorb all this amazing info.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think this is where I'm just gonna have a little bit of a moan slash rant about promo because the attendance I think was about 800 I think was the was the official attendance 8, 880 yeah 880 um which is is higher than it has been at points this season but for a standalone game on Friday night with no other rugby clashing um and you know you had and and, and the promo beforehand was was pretty decent you know Amy McCain was all over it uh you know this is this is going to be like the, the return of Amy McCaine and all that kind of stuff and, and for that to happen and only 880 people show up and I, I was seeing comments on Twitter and you do sometimes have to take these with a pinch of salt like oh I didn't know it was on Tilters A, and you know the club can't legislate for the fact that that some fans don't see stuff and is that algorithms, is that um, I don't want to be too harsh here but is that ignorance on on some fans part you know the club the club can't legislate for that but i think i i was very very upset by that attendance figure um at the at the club because there is a lot more that the club can be doing and i kind of had this thought on friday night that you know we shouldn't really be, be patting the you know because we were saying oh the club have done a really good job posting these 8 minute highlight videos that didn't happen until the um Gloucester Harper game, I wanna say. So that didn't happen until that season. And then like we were saying, oh yeah, you know, well done to the club for doing that. And I just thought like we shouldn't really be applauding the club for doing what is what is basically the bare minimum. Um and when it when it's coming to the promoting the women's team, I think the club can be doing a lot better. We're gonna go into some of of, of your ideas, Jess, but you know, we've we've talked about male allyship before. Um, you know, yes, obviously Leicester Tigers as an organisation, the CEO is a woman, but the the, the media team, Stan uh, Bondi, Sam Williamson. You know, so that it's it seems like quite male dominated on 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 the media side. Um, I don't know the exact numbers of staff, so if that statement is is incorrect, I I do apologise, but I, I think it, it is it should be better. And I think the girls deserve better. And I I feel so sorry, really, that the that the girls, you know, big themselves up to to play at such a, a massive stadium, and such a, a stadium with such prestige prestige as Matthew Lee Woods Welford Road, for for our attendances this season to be to be lower than what they were last season for some of the Championship One North games. It's that 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 can only be disheartening, or, or from my perspective, that can only be quite disheartening. Um, and yeah. yes, we're in we're in new territory and and everything. So so I do appreciate that, but I just think I I'm just gonna I'll I'll, I'll, I'll be quick here, Jess. Sorry. sorry. Like obviously, as as a podcast, we we will you know w- us and the club share the same ideals. We want to grow the women's game. We want to grow this women's team. We want to grow women's rugby in Leicestershire, in Warwickshire, in the East Mids um, and, and, and have that really strong foundation. So we'll support the club on that and we'll continue to support the club and we, we want to work on that. I'm not going to cheerlead for the club. Um, I'm not going to applaud them for just doing the bare minimum. And I think they should be doing better when it comes to promoting the game. Um, and yeah, that is my rant over. Sorry, Jess. Back, back to no, you.
1: No, 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 don't apologize. You're you're absolutely right. We look, we <laughs> we adore this club. So we hold them to high standards and expect them to adhere to high standards. Yeah. Um you know I think this first season in the PWR, we've gone about learnings on pitch and I've mentioned learnings off pitch for support staff, coaches, management directly involved with the team. But I think there's also massive learnings around like how to promote women's rugby, um, like how and how do we promote it for us as a club? Um, and I think there's there's huge learnings that are that are hopefully taking place behind the scenes at the moment. I, I do want to contrast just to get some perspective with the Bristol Bears attendance. So Bristol Bears played Loughborough. I think it was kicking off. They kicked off at about seven forty-five on the Friday night. We kicked off at seven. They had about three thousand in. So that's, that's the contrast and remembering that both Bristol and Loughborough have been in top flight women's rugby in this country for quite some time. But I think that's the goal for us. So, you know, that, that is, a, and it's well achievable. We look at our season ticket holders across the club. We look at how we have the ability to pack out the ground. It's more than achievable, but you're, you're right. We absolutely should hold them to account, but I, more than that i wanted i've thought about a few ideas and i was like okay what would i do if i was promoting this team on a low budget because i think that's the key because there's not there's not a lot of cash to go around at the moment on a low budget how do you promote this team and how do you promote the club as a whole so I've got a few ideas and these were all brainstormed in the coffee shop before the England men's A game because uh, I went wanted a bit of a rant at my dad um, after having some coffee and and really thought about this because we both me and my dad sat in the stand on Friday night and we went this attendance could be better like how do we get it better and um, I want there to be, like, more cross-team appearances, more sense of, like, there just being a one-club atmosphere. Um, And I want the sense of that because having the already season ticket holders fans from the men's team, we want some of those to come across. Yes, I've always banged the drum about women's rugby has the potential to attract new audiences, And I I see us hopefully doing that in doing the standalone women's season ticket. But we shouldn't also ignore the existing fans and creating more of a one-club atmosphere so that both teams can support each other. So I had these kind of ideas around like the cross-team appearances. So before a men's fixture, like let's get one of the Tigers women's fixtures down, like one of the Tigers women's players down to the club shop or to appear in the cafe, and she's there for thirty minutes. She's doing, and it, it's put up in like, because I get an email sent out before each men's game. Going, these are the timings of the day. Plaza Prowl, da 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 da. Yeah. And 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 before Plaza Prowl, you could have, you know, Meg Jones or Amy Cocaine, is at the club shop for half an hour today. But these between these times, come and say hello. Come and get a photo. Come and get some kits signed. For thirty minutes, you can you can chat. Um, then you could also do the same for the Tigers women's games. So you could get, um, you know, Ollie Chesham comes down for 30 minutes. He's in the club shop before the women's games. And then the players that are there are interviewed at half time. So let's say it's the middle of the Tigers women's fixture, right? Well, you saw Ollie Chessum in the club shop. Now he's on the pitch being interviewed at half time about what he thinks of the game. And while he's there, he can also chat about the upcoming fixtures that are happening for the club and where you can get your tickets. So if there's cross promo benefits um, and it, it does, it does really work like um, one week, Joe Hayes wasn't playing for Tiger's men um, and he comes into the coffee shop and I'm sat there and he comes in just to get himself a hot drink and he must have spent 10 minutes with us just sitting and talking with everybody in the coffee shop, having a chat. We were chatting about just anything and everything and then off he went I can imagine if you had that on a more scheduled or organized basis where you had, you know, imagine it's Tigers men versus Saints. And as well as all of that, before the Plaza Prow, you've got Amy Kakane is making a 30 minute appearance in the club shop or the coffee house. And she's there to talk about anything and everything. Oh, and by the way, don't forget the upcoming Tigers women's fixture. She'll be interviewed on the pitch at halftime talking about it. Vice versa for a women's fixture, Ollie Chesham's in the club shop of the coffee house before the fixture and he's going to be interviewed at halftime. It's the cross-promo benefits, so using both teams. So it's not just saying, oh, we're using the men's team to support the women's. It's also yeah. using the women's team to support the men's. It's a cross-club, cross cross-team promo benefits that use the supporter base and the, maybe the different audiences of both teams to support each other. The next thing I would do, and I, and I do hope they're doing this already with some of the community work, but I but I think there's an additional level to this, is I'd get the players into school. So imagine you've got Meg Jones or Amy Cocaine going into your school for, a, for an assembly talk, talking to the kids, inspiring the kids. Then all of those kids who attended the assembly get free tickets to the next game. And here's the most important bit – you post about that on the club's social media. Not just the Tigers women's one, but the the men's one as well. And you post about it on both so that people in the community can see the community work that Tigers are doing. Because we know they do community work, but we also have to see it. So show us photos. If you've got players going into schools, show us photos of players going into schools. That creates an enormous sense of goodwill in people when you see these photos. And you also get kids free tickets to the game they they get an amazing role model talking to them for 30 minutes that that does a lot to inspire the next generation of tigers players of whatever gender coming through yeah but also by posting about it as i said before you just get a sense of goodwill and i think uh, like i think those are relatively i think cost effective ways of promoting the both both men's and women's teams and also the club as a whole and I think would I think would go a long way into just boosting this kind of one club feeling because we've got the amazing potential to to promote both of the teams at the same time and I just don't think we're quite there yet yes we've got to promote them as standalone absolutely but I also think we could use the men's team to promote the women's and the women's team to promote the men's, and everybody's working together. Because, um, like, wouldn't it be amazing to see some of the men's team down supporting the women, and wouldn't it be amazing to see some of the women's team down supporting the men? And you could get a signed jersey and a photo at the same time and chat to them about their next fixture. I think I I, I think I've tried to think long and hard about like how to get cost effective ways of doing it because I know, but and those are my kind of bullet points ideas like that's my yeah. kind of elevator elevator pitch
0: <laughs> no that, that, that's good and obviously you know there's there's stuff to be ironed out in terms of both availability of players obviously considering you know um sort of two-thirds 75 percent of our female squad are, are, are part-time so working around that for for men's games could potentially be tricky. So there's also those issues to, to think of. But no, I absolutely agree. And I think you're right, it's 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 boosting both teams and it's saying, you know, these are two it's 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 one club. Uh two teams, the men's, women's, but we're all we're all part of we're all part of one club. You know, we all we all fight for each other. Um we all play the Leicester way and we all do the badge and 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 the shirt proud. And we do our fans proud. And that's and that's what both teams have done this season. Yeah. Absolutely. Um it's what the Academy team do. It's what our wheelchair team do. It's what our people do in, in terms of community work. You know, absolutely. But um yeah, I, I think you're right. I think there are cost effective ways of of streamlining and having um all these things together. Like, you know, even we could have had, whilst the men have had their break, we could have had um, a Tiger's Eyes women's team special. Um, you know, and, and that would have that would have been great. You could have focused on Amy Caine. she could have talked about her rehab, you know, you, you could have seen sort of what was you could have you could have had an insight into sort of the culture of, of the team environment because you, you do get that in snippets. I, I follow some of the players on Instagram. You know they they, they post stuff on their social media and stuff. Like, um, if that was if the club kind of maybe pushed their socials a bit more because obviously there's privacy repercussions and practicalities of, of of reposting stuff and what have you. But you you would see a lot more of, of, of the culture coming through
1: well, on um, on on the socials and on Amy Kakane, Something that's that's missing from the social media, I think Twitter feed of Leicester tigers women's is a video a photo of amy cocaine in her tiger shirt either running onto the pitch or after so we've done yeah. all the promo we've done all that hard work and then like my my feed is crying out for that type of photo like a video of her coming on because she came on to like massive applause
0: yeah yeah masses, yeah, yeah.
1: And masses of applause we've done all the build up all the work here she is like let's Let's see her returning. Um, You know, I think Loughborough posted a photo of, of Scaz mid-game doing some, yeah. like, an in-action shot. Even that would have been, like, amazing. But we could have done, like, a little, you know, we know she's coming on, right. You know, all it takes is, like, holding your iPhone there get her filming as she's running on or film her as she's walking off or just get a photo of her, like, you know, all muddy in her tiger shirt and going, yeah, first game, wasn't it? Wasn't it ace? Yes, we didn't play well, but I'm here. I'm back. I'm back from injury. Yeah. playing The tigers wouldn't it be brilliant. So that, that's something that my, like I was scrolling my feed after and refreshing it going, the photo should be coming in soon. It's going to be ace. Like can't wait for us and our, and our social media to repost it. And I, and I haven't seen it yet. I may have missed it, but I'm kind of scrolling down now and I don't, I don't see it. I see some like full-time snaps, but I don't think she's in any of them. So it would have been, I think that's an opportunity missed. So, and I'm really, I like, like that's something where I think we could get even better. So yes, the game didn't go away, but the overriding story is we've got a red rose back. That was the build up at the start of the fixture that's still yeah. the story at the end of the fixture, because now she's back and she's got her first fixture under her belt. And now let's push on from here. So that what was the story at the start of the week can still be the story at the end of the week. Like people got very excited for it. So then give us what we want, which is to see a photo of her in her jersey.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I'm not I'm not sure what's happening there. But I think to to wrap up, obviously, you know, I've I've got great respect for but stanley for for bondi for the entire media team you know when when we consider how things was sort of before 2015 2016 like the the stuff has got a lot better yeah. um and you know so I, I i want to quickly acknowledge that as well um but but yeah i think just before going back to the, to the game itself i think we should address um some some positives just quickly i think obviously the performance of Tali brody throughout the entire fixture a lot of um fans are talking about that um so that was that was really good obviously she she scored a try in in the second half she, Alice she was Martin's amazing.
1: like sorry just to cut in Bro- brody was amazing i i also share your your sending of love to tigers pr team because i th- i hope that they appreciate everything we say we say with love and appreciation for the work you're already doing. And we probably appreciate you're doing it on a stretch budget, stretch time, stretched pretty much like everything. So we, we do appreciate what you're doing. We're just, I think we're just hungry for more. Um, but, and we, we, we criticize or self criticize from, I think a a place of love and respect and appreciation, but to go back to, to go back to Brody, she, she was my standout player of the game. I think I posted it on our, on our socials. She She was everywhere, uh, and she was she was magnificent, and that that's an example for me of players like not being out enthused. She never gave up heart, and she gave everybody else heart by just keeping pushing forward. Like she she was she was bloody brilliant.
0: Yeah, uh, hats, hats off to the Tali there. I mean, and also I think the the impact of of Julia Makwali off, off off the bench as well that seemed to to really sort of spark us in for that saw that, that really good start to the second half, which saw Tali Brody cross over for Tiger's second try. Um, yeah, I think in terms of obviously one of the negatives is that obviously Sangapolu uh came off injured. I know um fans were were, were tweeting about it on, on our socials. Um so we we could potentially Discuss as to whether, because apparently she got treatment and then continued on the field. Some fans are saying she should have been taken off. Hindsight, it, it's always tough with that one. If if the player says that they're okay, you know, if it's not a head injury, you usually take their word for it. I would say if it's
1: yeah. Look, I mean, uh, we've we've got the benefit of medical professionals from both the men's and the women's team, and they will always do the best for that player. Um, yeah you know to have duty of care to those to those players um so you know i think they made absolutely the the, the best decision they could make with the information they had no one is going to predict a, an injury happening you know or an injury getting worse being aggravated like 5 minutes later um and we we know she's a tough cookie like
0: oh yeah yeah Christina yeah We've seen her yeah.
1: take some absolute hits and give some absolute hits. Um so she's she's tough. This this will, you know, we don't know how bad the injury is yet. Um it it did look quite tough. They had to bring some crutches. Um she managed to get hobbled to the to the sidelines and then I saw her uh get some crutches brought over to her and so she walks the rest of the way with with crutches um which obviously isn't a great sign but um You know they'll again. The medical staff will do everything that they can with the best of their ability and knowledge that they've they've got, which is you know um, amazing insights uh, to to help look after her and and hopefully we see her return soon. It does leave us a bit of a a gap in go forward ability. However, Brody showed she doesn't. You know she can she can cover. You know fifty percent of. Of the back row go forward on her own. Um, She showed that on Friday, so it's not all doom and gloom. But we've lost, we've lost an impact. (laughs) We've lost a big hitter, um, so it is a test for back row. But having like Julia, having Brody, it's it's no, it's. I don't think it's as big of a loss as it was at the start of the season.
0: No, no, and I think because we've had the mid season signing of of a Mokwale, I think she should be blindside moving forward or perhaps bring Becky Noon into the into the either a blindside or open side flanker because just quickly obviously we're we're massive fans of, of Morgan Richardson and Roshi McBride. Obviously McBride was nominated um for an under-23 um most valuable player award as well, which I think is still um, you can still vote for it. Think the poll is closed for that. That's been posted by Tigers Women's Social. So get on that if you haven't voted for Oshima Bryan. They're both awesome players, both awesome work rate. Uh, tackle numbers are always really, really high. However, I don't like it when Tigers play both of them in, in the back row at the same time. I think that leaves us underpowered. And I think that, that contributed to Ealing being all over us at the breakdown. So I think moving forward, especially if... Um, Sangapolu's injury is very serious. I would have um either Mokwale or or, or Becky Noon in, in in that back row to alongside Talia Brody with either Richardson or or McBrien at seven um move think, moving forward.
1: I think it's also variety in the back row allows us to react to referees and see their interpretation of the breakdown. I've said about it before in previous pods, we don't know how many interactions teams, coaches, players get with referees to understand their interpretations of breakdowns before we play. So the more we can have variety and mix up our selection, um, you know, or we'll have impact players, back row bomb squads coming off the bench, the better we're going to be able to ra- react to, to a referee's interpretation of the breakdown. Because he was... <clears throat> very whistle heavy in the game. It was a stop and start game. Um, so we've got to also learn to to play to that and react to that right. as much as we have a a fast flowy game as well. Not every game we're going to encounter, although I've spoken about women's rugby ball in playtime a lot, not every game is going to be fast and flowy. There are going to be stop start games and I don't think we in- tackled that as best as Trail Finders did. But again, that's probably our first what stop start game or certainly the first stop start game i've witnessed with tigers this this season in quite that way so it was probably our first time reacting to it um you know I, again i would like to find out how often teams get to have interactions with referees and 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 quiz them about their understanding of the laws to help to help prep because i think that that also matters a lot in back row selection
0: yeah no i think it does but yeah with have um we we promised to be concise. I think we were concise on the actual match, potentially uh, not on on the social media side of things. But you know, yes, obviously it's disappointing. I hope the listeners have found this review cathartic. Um, I hope we've been we've been balanced. Um, but I, I think for key moving forward. I mean, it, it's going to be really really difficult. We'll, we'll talk about it when, when we address the, the Saracens preview later on the pod specifically. But I think. The, the key for the club moving forward is that this um, this is a, a, a reality check. This is not all like a blip, but this is not a a, a downturn no. And we continue, it, we continue our progress moving can forward. I, can, I
1: just, can I just say as well that I don't want any players going away and thinking that they've they've really let fans down by that performance on Friday because you weren't out enthused, you played with heart, you played with spirit reality check is this is still our first season in the PWR we've had some yeah. massive massive wins but we're still also learning and that's a massive learning step for us on Friday on a lot of things I think on and off pitch um but every time they put that shirt on they they certainly never let me down I always see them play with heart and spirit and and that's that's the that's the one standard that I set for all Tigers teams regardless of of gender and abilities just to play with heart and Spirit. Absolutely. Moving on to the news And we'll start with the PWR results um, That took place at the weekend It was a repeat of last weekend's fixture Sale played Gloucester-Hartbury Sale scored 19 points Gloucester-Hartbury scored 43 And it was a very, very, very uh, close game because it resulted in a draw when Exeter welcomed Quinns. It was 19 points all. And then the Friday night fixture, Bristol versus Loughborough. Bristol scored 33 points and Loughborough scored 17. The exciting thing about the news this weekend is that all of the games will be broadcast, with two games being on TNT Sports And there's also some games going to be on PWR's YouTube channel and on TikTok because this is the Superpower Weekend. All four matches broadcast live, all the games in main stadiums. Um, So on Saturday, the 2nd of March, Gloucester Hartbury uh, welcome Exeter Chiefs. That's on TNT Sports. That's going to be a repeat of last year's final. Then... You've got a five pm Trailfinders Women versus Bristol Bears. That's going to be on PWR YouTube and on TikTok Sports. Then on Sunday the third of March, we go to Sarries for a one pm kickoff. That's live on PWR YouTube and TikTok Sports. Then at three pm, Loughborough Lightning welcome Sale Sharks at the Cinch Stadium at Franklin's Gardens. That's also live on TNT Sports. Um, amazing, and then. Like this, the kind of superpower weekend. So, PWR have kind of got these like four commitments that they say that the highlights are going to be like built around the fans. And they've got these kind of four commitments to include. So, the four commitments are that the highlights will include elite competition. Obviously, that's the best teams in, in the country competing. Inspiring athletes. So in the run-up to Superpower weekend, you'll get to know inspiring stories behind the athletes, their journey to the top, and their commitment to breaking barriers in the world of rugby. Then the third one is engaging fan experience. So obviously, that is an engaging fan experience, being the fact that you can watch all four games, or you can go to some amazing stadiums in this country to watch the games as well. And the fourth and final one is is going to be exclusive interviews. So they say, gain insight into the minds of players and coaches through exclusive interviews um, on their website and social media, shedding light on the dedication and determination required to reach the pinnacle of women's rugby and find out about the players' superpowers. So it's a superpowered kind of themed weekend with these four commitments of elite competition, inspiring athletes, engaging fan experience, and exclusive interviews. I hope... That this is, I mean, it's, it is going to be an amazing weekend. Um, we're going to have, I think, great TV audiences because there's no Men's Six Nations. There's no Men's Gallagher Prem. So the rugby that you want to watch this weekend is going to be all on TNT Sports, PDB, YouTube and TikTok Sports because it's all four of these games. I hope we get record, record TV figures, record, record fan um, in stadium, kind of bums on seats, attendance. Attendance was the word I was looking for. I hope we get record attendance. Um, because for me this is a real opportunity for for PWR, and I hope this sets a, a tradition, a tone for for years to come. Jacob, are yeah. you, ha- how excited are you? Because this is a a massive opportunity, I think for for the league this weekend.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely! It's 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 a really great opportunity. I mean, obviously, we've been talking a lot about promo on this pod, potentially too much, but um, Super PWR, Super Power, that's great i love that it's cheesy um it's um and it it, it it's very it's, it's distinctive as well that's what i like about it um and yeah it, it's an amazing opportunity uh the accessibility it's great that we've got it on both tiktok and youtube Con- concurrently i hope that that works it'll be really interesting to see if you know, we talked about before potentially about having games on like TNT red buttons and just having no commentators. Um, I don't think it's been confirmed yet the exact nature of of how these games are going to be broadcast. We don't know if there's gonna be commentators, so that'll be quite interesting to see um for Tigers versus Saracens and, and the other other fixture that isn't on TNT sports. I think they've got two fixtures on TNT sports, I believe. The the Saturday game and, and the and the Sunday game, which is really, really good to have two games on TNT Sports as well as on YouTube and TikTok. So, yeah, I think it's it's going to be really, really good. I think it, it's great to have this kind of bookmarked in for, for years going forward that we know there's going to be this weekend in March where there's no men's Six Nations. There's no men Gallagher Prem. Um, and, yeah, this is the chance for the PDBR to really sort of flex its muscles to the country, to the world and um yeah it's going to be exciting I'm really really looking forward to it
1: yeah um it's <laughs> I'm I'm really really excited um moving on to kind of another competition that we're going to be really really excited about um a quick reminder and we're going to talk about it at the end as well um don't forget about our Six Nations Fantasy League the sign up for that is going to come out soon we are kind of prepping our Six Nations coverage um Get, get stuck in, get signed up. Obviously, we've got the amazing sponsored prize for the winner. Um, I'm really, really excited to spend the Women's Six Nations period chatting with you, Jacob, about who are the Tigers players that are performing. Um, And we're going to go into kind of what we're going to run through for our Six Nations coverage in a bit. But a quick reminder that we are going to be posting the links out soon. Don't forget to get yourself signed up to that.
0: We are absolutely thrilled to announce Charmed Vintners as the proud sponsor of our Six Nations Fantasy League. They'll be offering a magnum of wine, that's two bottles in one, for the winner. Charmwood Vintners, Leicestershire's local wine merchant, brings an exquisite selection of wines from around the globe. Explore their exceptional range and discover the perfect bottle for any occasion by visiting charmwoodvintners.com.
1: I'd also like to give some shout-outs before we end the news section. Um, John, um, who sent in that email uh, last week, John um, caught me at the game. I know I know I didn't accept the free pint um but I'm not really much of a a beer drinker at a game because I'll always worry that I'll miss scrums if I have to go to the toilet so for the for my viewing benefit of the scrums over beers um <laughs> I I don't really have uh, much much of a beer when I'm when I'm kind of watching in the, in the crowd but thank you John for for offering to buy me the few beers um and we had a great chat about Women's rugby, women's rugby at Tigers, um, the podcast, and, and it was it's always really great to chat to John. Um, I'd also like to give a shout out to FOSS Girls, who are kind of um a club cluster of a few uh, rugby clubs and girls from different rugby clubs in the region. They were the, the kind of ball carriers and and stuff for the for the women's game. Um and I got to meet them and, and chat with them for five minutes at halftime. That was really great. And uh, also a shout out to the random man um, who saw me at the edge of Nelson Mandela Park as I was walking with my dad back to the car, um, who said, are you Jess from the pod? And then he said, I enjoy the pod and then shook my hand. I didn't catch your name. So I, all I know you as is like random man by the edge of Nelson Mandela Park, um, which sounds slightly dodgy. But um, thank you as well, Um
0: for, for
1: for stopping and chatting with me for, for five minutes. We'd also like to give a shout out to Market Bosworth under 16 girls team because they're the only team left in Leicestershire in the National Cup and they're getting the quarterfinals on Sunday. So we want to give a shout out, good luck, best of wishes to those. Um, And it's amazing to hear about all the brilliant brilliant girls teams obviously i got to speak to foss girls then we got to hear about market bosworth under 16 girls team it's amazing to hear about all the women and girls teams in leicestershire and it's one of the reasons i know we spoke about it earlier but it's one of the reasons i'm so so excited to be sponsored and supported by leicester forest so them send us in all of this good news about women and girls rugby in the leicestershire east mids region because i adore hearing about it And having a top-performing Leicester Tigers women's team is only going to inspire more girls in the region. So I think it's absolutely amazing. Just a warning and a heads up that in this next section of the pod, we're going to be chatting around themes about the Welsh Rugby Union, the WRU, which will include discussions around sexual assault. It is time for the player profile. We're returning to the backs because Jacob has done a little player profile on Amelia Tutt Um, I I did some like quick kind of Twitter searching of Amelia Tut, and basically I came up with a video, an interview with her when she got her first cap that was done by the BBC, which was Brill. And essentially the rest are just tweets from Tigers and other teams she's played for just giving like little match updates of when she's had amazing, amazing performances. So I can't wait to hear what kind of info you've you've dug up on. On I'm pretty a pretty exciting player. So Jacob, take it away. Player profile on Amelia Tutt.
0: Yes. So yeah, so Amelia Tut has been playing for us a lot on the right wing uh recently. Uh since Amanda Swartz has been away with Sweden. She's really coming to the fore in to be part of that that back line and, and really cemented her place in there. She played um, in in the Bristol game and then sort of came back in for, for Gloucester-Hartbury and the uh, Loughborough Lightning and obviously the game against uh, Ealing at the weekend as well. She's become quite a, a key part of our, our backline, But yeah, so Amelia, um, we've spoken about her on the pod quite a lot um, because obviously we were talking quite a lot about the fact that she is from Loughborough um, Loughborough Gal, and you know, we we're talking about the, the fact that she plays for Wales, but should Tigers be punished for you know, for fielding her when she's a local homegrown player? But she's playing for Wales, not England. So, she has made only one appearance for Wales today, that was in the final round of the 2023 Six Nations, and that she came off the bench against Italy. Um, and I'd really recommend watching uh, the WRU on, on, on YouTube, that's the Welsh Rugby Union. Uh, they did like this series in the last Six Nations called Hashtag Her Story. And it was kind of like the behind the scenes of the Welsh women's team in the Six Nations. And it's really, really good. It's um, quite long, very informative, gives you really good insight. And episode six is the game before the, when they they won the final game of the 2023 Six Nations against Italy. And that's when Amelia Tuft, uh made her debut. And I've done a little bit of digging. She is now, she is one of our full-time professionals because she's on a fixed term contract with the WRU. And that was, that's accurate as of September, 2023, when she was named in a wider training squad ahead of WXV, but she didn't make the final WXV squad. So didn't appear in WXV itself. So therefore her only, her sole cap date is that bench appearance versus um, Italy. But she's also, represented East mids um under 18s county level and um she appeared alongside teammate current teammate Charlotte Frey for loughborough town against tigers in that championship one north uh, derby last season um so yeah as as Jess says she's a really exciting player um so i'm going to go go back to you in in, in a minute Jess but um cuz i think and i've talked about this before she plays on the right wing but can play across the back line. I think her best position actually going forward is outside centre because she's got really good pace. She's got great leg drive. She's always so awkward and powerful to handle for, for defenders. And I think that would that would be so much more effective both for her and the team in, in the outside centre channel rather than on the white um, wing channel. Um, but, yeah, I mean, some of her finishes as well have been really awesome, like really tight um, finishes in the corner where she's used her power to kind of not get pushed out out of field of play and stuff. And that's probably why she has been on the the right wing. But what do you think, Jess? Obviously, you've seen her in in the flesh twice, both against Bristol and obviously the game on Friday night at Ealing. Like, What what are your thoughts on on her best position potentially?
1: I think it's going to be a struggle to move her to centre unless she's a backup replacement option for meg or claire as an injury option worst case scenario backup i i think and i and i think she's she's obviously worthy enough of a starting position she's an amazing player but i don't i just don't think she'll get that starting position at center um, so, in order to get her starting and get her in games, it's it's got to be in the in the back free somewhere. But I, you know, I would like to us to see us exploring some center options in case of injury to Meg and Claire. Like that center partnership is on fire; it's a dream. But it would be also nice to know what other center partnerships we've got. That would work just as well um, in case of a, a worst case scenario. So it could be that we see Tut try something like that. I'm sure we're figuring it all out in training and got backup options and stuff like that. Um but it would be nice to see a couple of of plays of more of her coming in a little bit more. So we know there's a there's a backup option if if you want to see her at center. But I I think we'll struggle, like because you're asking her to kind of shove Meg or Claire out of the way. Realistically, I don't think that's going to happen. No,
0: no, um, that's very true. And
1: she, and she, she is, um, she is amazing on the wing. Um, she, like she's, she is powerful. Like she is elusive, as you said. But um, I, it would be nice to know. I, I really rate the fact that we're having now solid centre c- partnerships. That's something in the past for Tigers men, injury-wise, we've struggled on getting, and it's been a real frustration of mine. So it's really nice to see that from the women's team perspective that we're getting a solid centre partnership. Um, I do sometimes, I I do hope that we're trialling other partnership combinations as a worst-case scenario, what if somebody gets injured or et cetera. Um, So that might be when we see a switch about. Um, but I just uh, I think you know from it's going to be at wing or in the back back three for for now for her because I don't you know Megan Clara are tearing up
0: yeah no no absolutely um but yeah you're right it's about having those backup solutions having those rotations making sure players are rested and, and all that kind of thing as well but I think obviously. We've done. A, we've used a lot of our player profiles to talk about the state of the women's game in different countries. Obviously, this is a chance to talk about um, Wales, and yeah, I mean, obviously, in in other years gone by, it was pretty shocking. I, I want to say kind of what the Wru Shocker um, was was doing with the women's game, but since sort of twenty twenty two, that has Improved significantly. Um, ahead of WXV one, they had thirty players that were full time pros. Um, and they finished their best ever result in the Six Nations since two thousand nine, finishing third, which obviously earned them that qualification to play in WXV one. Um, however, in obviously WXV one, they didn't win a single game. Um, so obviously they'll be looking to get over that disappointment in the Six Nations coming up soon and ensuring that they get another top half finish this six nations but um yeah it's going to be that's it's going to be interesting really, really interesting the six nations as to who does finish in in that top half um and even who wins it to be fair because I, I feel like this is probably the most open women's six nations we we've, we've had for for probably a, a good 10 years or so
1: yeah i mean it it might be that we dive into some of the the welsh w i u Issues in a in one of our Six Nations podcasts, and we'll probably do that. But um, their on-pitch performances have been indicative of obviously that that backroom culture. Um, the you know the the review that went into the the Wru found that there was a t- toxic and and vindictive culture. Um, people will obviously, I hope, remember that kind of BBC Wales Investigates report into WRU and some of the uh, horrendous abuse that that went on um, last week. I think about a week ago, there was um, a further news report <clears throat> that came out that said um, that a woman was assaulted in a in a cupboard at Cardiff's Principality Stadium. Um and I, I think she's this um woman was is obviously wishing to remain anonymous was was assaulted on two separate occasions. Um that is goes without saying appalling. Um and we'll we'll dig into it I think in a in a Six Nations pod it, attacks like that. Um don't just happen out of the blue. There's a culture that obviously meant that people felt comfortable to do that at the home of of Welsh rugby. So Wales WRU have been um now it's coming to light dealing with that. There's been some boardroom changes that that will obviously change culture, but I think that's something we'll, you know, it's it's not for today's pod. No we'll, no, we'll get into that into one of our Six Nations pod and and, and delve into that. Um
0: And we'll we'll, we'll give advance warning that we're talking about that in depth yeah. as well. Um yeah.
1: Um, but I, but yes, I think a corner is is hopefully starting to be turned. Um, I know Welsh women do amazing work around uh, menstrual cycles and pelvic floor work to ensure that their players are supported. Um, and I think they were one of the teams that was, that was leading the way on that. So they, they are starting to do a lot of work to help support their players, um, which is amazing. Um, I think um, they've, <clears throat> they published on their website last year, the work that they're doing into kind of helping their players with pelvic floor, obviously, obviously, rugby is a high impact high in, high intensity sport so they wanted to kind of um help players in case any of their players were suffering incontinence but also it's just a core muscle so working on a core muscle is going to help players get better there's a lot of dynamic movements that are required in rugby that you need your core for and it was for me it's one amazing example of where <clears throat> female health specific issues talking about it at an international like elite level can really help everyone. But it's just, it's an example of like dedicated female welfare support that one of the unions were doing. Um, And I, and I think it was pretty amazing, but we'll, we'll delve into all of that in a, in a later issue, but, but going back to, to Tut, um, I can't wait to see these players tear it up in the six nations. I can't, I can't wait to see them score a load of tries um, and make a load of tackles and be amazing and then know that they're coming back to play to us in a tiger shirt. It just gets me all the more exciting for the Six Nations, to be honest.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And obviously the the level that that will bring out, like, like imagine those players coming back to Tigers after that Six Nations as well, especially those, we've got that big Scottish contingent, we've got Turt and uh, Becca de Filippo, who is on loan um, to Guwalia Lightning, so whether she'll be coming back to the club, we'll 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 see. But for specifically Amelia Turk like I think that the, the lifts that I'll be able to 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 bring back to, to that squad post Six Nations will be will be very very exciting to to look out for. So um, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm yeah, I'm really looking forward. I hope she gets some 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 minutes in in. In, for Wales and the Six Nations, I think she deserves to. I think she's been playing really, really well for us in the PWR. She's got a lot of potential, um, and that was, and you know, Wales knew about that because she was capped while still playing for Loughborough Town in Championship One North. So clearly, she'd been identified at, at quite an early stage by Wales, and um, yeah, it'd be I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing her trajectory moving forward. Um, George North esque, I I like to think of her um so no, we,
1: we expect to see her in the Six Nations picking up a player that's going to tackle her and just like carrying her as well that that is now the standard with that that is exactly what I want to see actually yes
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> sure' we'll, I'll, 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 I'll 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 go for that I'll go for that I'll, yeah um but yeah that's our that's our player profile and on to our game preview <laughs>
1: This weekend, we play Saris away at the Superpower Weekend. So you can watch uh, Leicester Tigers women's team take on Saracens at the Stone X Stadium live on PDBR YouTube and TikTok Sports kicking off at 1pm. Tune in, tune in, tune in, is all I can say. Or get yourself down to the Stone X. Let's bump up these viewing figures, bump up the attendance figures. Let's get all on board, cheering on Leicester Tigers women's team in this superpower weekend. Let's talk about it before my voice mysteriously goes away because I feel it's getting worse with each kind of minute I record. Apologies because I, I feel I'm sounding really hoarse. For me, it's a tough challenge, especially with the framing that's that's kind of, you know, post Ealing, post Trail Finders. Um, I, I think, though, yeah, we're wounded, um, but I think we're like a wounded tiger. That's da- we're now dangerous we could be even yeah. more dangerous we're wounded but dangerous I wrote down on the notes um, for me it's very very kind of simple let's force another panic button whatever the panic button form is because we spoke last time they came to us they had Marley Packer on the bench and we definitely 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 forced the Marley Packer panic button I'm slamming an imaginary button on my desk um, <clears throat> early because she came on with like what 15 minutes 10 minutes
0: 20, uh, 20 minutes,
1: I believe, yeah. Like, so if we can have another panic button that we force them to press, that's happy. That's a goal for me. And another goal, I think, is because we are wounded but dangerous, is just to regain some confidence.
0: Yeah.
1: I think. Like, you know, yes, last week was a blip. It's a blip in an overall, like, otherwise upward, onward trajectory in in the story of this team. So let's regain some confidence and keep pushing on. Those those are the simple aims for me, really. And also, I think, just to enjoy playing in at this superpower weekend because it's going to be amazing. And we've got an opportunity to be part of that. This is our last game in PWR before there's a Six Nations break. So let's end it on a high. And let's have some real positives that we can return to to review when it's when it's time for the lead to kickstart again. Those those are my kind of simple goals for us, really.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think the thing is is that obviously Saris won't obviously they 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 you know they played us away at home. Yes, they they raced out to quite a comfortable victory in the end, but they we had them in 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 the first twenty, and they're aware of what we've done to Gloucester hartbury they're also a way of how strong we've been away you know we've won consecutively away so i'll give the girls a lot of confidence i think sarah's will be very aware of that um so i don't think i don't think they'll make the same mistake that gloucester hartbury did um but it'll be it'll be interesting i mean we we've always flagged this game as potentially a game where tigers look to boost the English player qualified average or English qualified player average, whatever way around the words are. Um, so potentially we might be sending a bit of a rotated side. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out on on Friday. I think if they do send a rotated side out, what, what that would be really, and that's why this is this is what excites me as well about this being a Super PWR weekend is that this is an opportunity for our listeners, for the Tigers fans to watch the game and potentially to get to know some of the, some of the, you know, some other players in the squad that potentially haven't got as many minutes um, this season. I'm thinking, you know, Zoe Warrington, who's had a couple of bench appearances. I'm thinking um, Zoe Evans, again, some of our English qualified players who have been on the bench, not necessarily had a couple of, not really had any starts this season since the cup. So, you know, potentially this is an opportunity to get, to get to know more, more of our squad. And we'll, we'll see, we'll see what kind of, what kind of team that, that, that Vicky and, and, and Tom Hudson name on Friday. It, it could be that they just go for, for, for more continuity. And we see a similar game, uh, see a similar team, sorry, that, that took on Ealing last Friday, you know, with the, the Friday to Sunday gap will have given the girls a lot of time to, to rest as well which i think it is 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 massive regardless of the fact that we were quite fatigued against uh, trailfinders so um yeah that's going to be something to, to to keep an eye on i think uh but that that's the kind of thing for me and i i i definitely agree it's um retaining that that confidence and um you know we know we can play well away from home uh anything can happen I know that we will back ourselves, and um, yeah, as long as as long as we do that, I think having a closer scoreline than what the last Saracens game was, I think, is is another um, another high priority thing for me as well. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's Sarries at home for, for them at, at the StoneX. You know they've they've got an incredible record there. They're they're second in the league. You know, will will we'll be realistic with, with with our predictions here. I think, but um, as long as we retain retain our confidence, and yeah, I think definitely having a, a much closer fixture than than that last time we played them as well would 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 be would be key for me. I think, but um, but yeah, that, that's some that's the kind of the things I'm I'm thinking about. I'm just excited to be able to watch the game live. To be honest, that that's going to be that's going to be really cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, I agree. I'm I'm thinking about my. Um, predictions. And actually, before I go on to predictions, um we um are getting some predictions right on contested, and we're getting a lot of people agreeing with our predictions as well. Um, including, I think last week we had Poppy Cleal, who's who's on there as like a um a contested sports writer who posts up her predictions. She agreed with our predictions on some, which is ace. Um we we didn't get the Exeter Chiefs quins game right, um, because that was a draw.
0: Oh, no no we, one calls a draw in rugby. That no, no one predicts a draw.
1: We did say to win by five points. We think Exeter win, but it'd be a close game. So we were right in a close game. So it's it's cool that we can like and we can also see like who's agreed with us uncontested. Um so yeah, in this in the spirit of also not wanting to muck up our contested winning streak. Um I'm gonna have to think really like really really carefully about like our our prediction for this. I do think they'll score less than last time, Saris. Last time they put 70 points past us. Um most of that was after Marley came on, shocker. Um and I think Sophie DeGood had an outstanding, outstanding game. Oh, God, I've,
0: yeah, she's all over us.
1: Yeah, I do think, though, we might... I don't know if we'll see Degude this weekend um, because I think she's... I, I've got a feeling that she's, she's playing in the Sevens stuff at the moment that was over in Vancouver last weekend. I saw a tweet
0: uh-huh.
1: somewhere. I'm, like, frantically <laughs> trying... Trying to find this trying to find this tweet now. It could be that I've dreamt it. Like, who knows? Um, but I have a feeling that she's she's been playing in the in the seven series, the HSBC Seven series, which uh last weekend was in Vancouver. So it might be, in fact, I can confirm. Thank goodness, I didn't dream it. I do actually know what I'm talking about. <laughs> speedy, speedy Twitter search that she she played um obviously she's Canadian, so she played kind of a home seven series. Um so it could be that she's with the the Canadian Seven Squad and she's not with Saris this weekend. Um, or she could fly back and play. Who knows? So we may or may not see DeGood is is that long-winded yeah. answer. There and I remember it was also Dague. It was Dague and Packer, but I think pr- primarily Dague that that like tore us up uh, yeah. last time. So with that in mind, rambling, panicking, trying to think of an actual result that sounds all right uh, and might continue the contested streak. They put so many points past us last time. I'm thinking it will be a big points difference. I think because their saris who they are and, and how they like to play. And this is that they are at the top of the top end of the table. Yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be around the the 40 points to 20 mark. I think we're going to put in a really good show in attack and defence. And I think that would be a really good show in attack and defence compared with our previous result against them, knowing who they are. Um, but I think a lot of that points difference hangs on whether we see Dagood.
0: No, I, I think no, I think you're right. I think it is really dependent on that. I think, um, yeah, I'll go slightly closer. I'll go sort of 10, 15 points difference. Um, I think it might be a case of it's it's close until about the 60-minute mark and then yeah. Yeah. quick-fire scores and then it, it looks a lot more comfortable than what it is. But, it, you know, as I said, unfortunately, these things are very dependent on uh, team selection. So... We'll we'll see, but I think it's 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 a great opportunity to re- restore some confidence. We know we can play away away. We can we know we can play well away from home. Saracens know that, and I think that that will create a sense of unknown for Saracens as well, uh, which I think we can we can really play off. Um, so, so it, it's it's live on YouTube and TikTok. So, um, I'm really looking forward to, to being able to watch the game live and yeah I think I, I'm going to stick by that prediction I think it will be sort of Saracens by 10 15 but high scoring game a lot closer than the last fixture I don't think it was 70 I think it was 60 I think
1: 60. uh I'm gonna check actually so that we can, yeah. we can prove we know what we're talking about
0: <laughs> Oh <God. laughs> um, um let me
1: let me check I do I do think it's going to be a lot closer than last time though Abs- absolutely. Um, no, you're right. You're right. It was 60. It was 17 points to 60. So it proves okay. that I don't have an f- effing clue. Um no.
0: no, you're you, you right about Degu, which I, I didn't, I, I, I didn't know that she was playing for seven. So I'm a lot more, I'm a lot more confident now, but, but we'll say that and then she'll just miraculously appear like on the bench or something. Yeah. So, um, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, yeah, just a great opportunity and I think just a, just a chance to, to reset. The girls have had that um, sort of nine-day gap between the two fixtures, which I think is going to be really key for having just that bit of a reset from such a tough physical fixture at, at Ealing. I mean, you know, I was looking at some of the photos. I was looking at, like, Eva Donaldson and Fran McGee. They looked absolutely battered. Uh, you know, it, it, it was a hell of a physical game, even even without sort of the fatigue, mental fatigue. Um you know, we'll see what the front row situations like because um, not only did Sangapola go down, but I think another prop went off. We weren't able to confirm who were we, but um, I, you know that that's going to be, oh yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see how that goes um, at the weekend in terms of who we're putting in our front row, and I think that does potentially. Um, make me concerned a little bit because I don't think Ugi Agbe plays on plastic pitches, um, because of her previous knee troubles. I want to say so, w- we could be light in, in, in the front row potentially, but we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Um, the girls but have had, we, th- had that nine day rest,
1: know, we know we can play well. I mean, our scrum has been amazing recently. Our, our, our scrum was another positive from Trail Finders for me that we're really starting to front up in that area. But we also know from the start of the season that when scrums don't necessarily go our way, we can still play really fluid attack. So yeah, I yeah. think we're, you know, we're ready to roll with the punches, whatever the punches may be, um, because we've had kind of a wide variety of of, of ups and downs in our journeys from start to now. So I think we're we're ready to kind of tackle whatever comes our way um, and react to that, which is ultimately not only going to help us this weekend, but it's going to help us in future seasons to come as well. So that is the end of the pod. That's all we got time for. But before we go, we kind of want to tell you what's coming up for us in the next couple of weeks because things are... Changing slightly um because of the incoming Women's Six Nations. So this weekend is the last PDWR fixture for a while. There's then I think a, a two-week-ish gap before the Women's Six Nations starts. So we're now on a pause. We play Sarries this weekend. Then the Women's Six Nations starts actually on the 23rd of March so it all kicks off with France versus Ireland then Wales versus Scotland and then Italy versus England um So in terms of our content that's coming up because there's no PWR or Women's Six Nations to chat about we're going to be taking a two-week break from pods but we're going to be really active still on social media We're going to be posting up some stuff we might put up some polls to chat about stuff find out about your thoughts. We also want you to get in contact with us because we're now prepping our Six Nations coverage. So not only do we want to talk about the home nations and how we're going to play against them, we're going to chat about our Tigers players that are playing in the Six Nations. We might talk about issues that are affecting teams that play within the Six Nations. So earlier we mentioned the the WIU, um, both positives and negatives, so huge negatives in the culture um there and what's been going on but also positives in the way that they're tackling female health issues within their national team we're going to talk about stuff like that um but we also want to chat about in-depth issues around the tigers women's team and the club so if i know previously in a couple of podcast episodes we spoke about pathways we did a bit of an in-depth feature in that we might do some in-depth features in topics that you want us to research and chat about within those Six Nations weeks. So I'm hopeful that we're going to talk about some ground staff, work that's been going on and stuff like that. Um, But we really want to open it up to your suggestions as well. What do you want us to do a deep dive on? So we're going to take a break now for recording, but still be active on social media for the next two weeks. In those two weeks, we're going to spend that time prepping for our Six Nations coverage. That's going to include... Updates on the Six Nations Fantasy League. It's going to include updates on the Tigers players that are playing in the Six Nations. It's going to include little in-depth features on all of the teams within the Six Nations. So their unions, what what is the landscape of women's rugby like in their country, what are the challenges, what are the positives, and... It's going to do some deep dives into topics that you want us to tackle around this club and the women's team. So we could do another pathway deep dive if you wanted us to, but we've already covered that. We might be doing some ground staff work as well. It could be anything and everything you want us to cover. So send in your suggestions. Jacob, I'm going to hand it over to you about where people can send their suggestions into for what we can cover on our Tiger's Deep Dive Six Nations content. I'm going to have to think of a better title than that because that's that's poor. <laughs>
0: um, uh, so, yes. So thank you, obviously, for, li- for listening to episode 14. Wow, I can't believe we're there already. Um, yeah, so you can contact us on um, Twitter at ltw fancast there is a uh, message function you can message us directly on on our channel dms you can also uh personally you can also tweet the just the ltw fancast account you can also email us um ltw at gmail.com so those are the two main ways you can get in contact with us you can also give us a review on spotify and apple music if you're using those podcast providers to listen to our wonderful show and uh yeah please do give us a general rating as well on apple and spotify we love any kind of feedback uh we love any kind of interaction and uh yeah any kind of review helps us to to broaden our horizons able to to broaden our um our listenership if that's a word and help the women's game grow so yeah keep up the fantastic work listeners um we'll obviously review the saracens game after our two-week break as well. So we've got a lot of time to that over to look at the... because we'll have the full match to look at as as well. So we can potentially do a little bit of a, of a deep dive on, on that game as well. Uh, yeah, keep up the great work. Enjoy the the Six Nations. Enjoy the, the game this weekend. Enjoy the rest of the men's Six Nations. We'll get really, really excited, ready for the women's Six Nations. It's going to be really awesome. And uh, yeah, take care. And we'll, we'll be back in two weeks' time.
1: Don't forget... It's Superpower Weekend. Tune into all the games, bump up attendance figures, bump up viewing figures. If you don't, I shall be extremely, extremely cross with you all. (laughs) Goodbye.